T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you, providing information, education, and resources, helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live. Thanks for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. This program is all about educating seniors and their caregivers, helping them make informed decisions. This is a trusted place for you and your family. As always, if you have a question, you can visit online at SeniorCareLive, L-I-V-E, SeniorCareLive.com, or you can go old school and give us a call. Pick up the phone and call one 800 331 6445. All right. So last week, I, I forgot to say happy birthday to my kids. Bad dad. <laughs> so let me go ahead and say this. Uh, March in our house is kind of like Christmas, uh, but Christmas in March, you know, some presents and that sort of thing. We have four children and every kid is, is was born in March. So uh, our daughter, uh, March 12th, and then our second child, um, as I've shared a few times before, our second child ended up being identical triplet boys. And boy, they are, they are awesome kids. Uh, and their birthday uh, was uh, March the 29th. And so I just wanted to say uh, happy birthday to the Keeker kids. Uh, your mom and I love you very, very much. And then we can't forget about our our awesome wiener dogs. We have three of those little rascals running around. And Olive, uh, a long-haired chocolate wiener dog, the sweetest puppy you've ever seen in your lifetime. <laughs> uh, and her name is Olive. We call her Ollie. So uh, Ollie was three years old on March the 26th. And we had the little pooch-friendly birthday cake for her. And we sang and she blew out her candles. And then she shared her birthday cake with her sisters. And uh, and uh, we had a great time there too. So uh, lots of birthdays at our house in in March. Uh, And then last weekend, wow, it was Easter weekend. We just had a wonderful weekend and uh, and just had had a a beautiful church service and uh, saying hallelujah. And we said, he is risen, he is risen indeed. And it was just a wonderful, wonderful uh, Easter celebration. To me, it's the most significant, most important holiday of all. It makes all things possible. And, uh, And I just, I loved, loved, loved our Easter celebration. I hope you and your 
your family uh, enjoyed yours as much as we enjoyed ours. So just wanted to share that with you right here at the top of the program. So let's jump in today. I wanted to begin by uh, discussing the assisted living level of care. There are just so many people who have been sitting on the sidelines during the pandemic. I've talked about it before, and they're afraid to move to any senior living community because of the fear of COVID-19. And guess what? Rightfully so. So prior to the vaccine, you were potentially a sitting duck. Uh, if you were if you were living in one of these communities, and unfortunately, many people died from COVID nineteen while living in senior care communities. That's just a fact, uh, and it, just terrible situation. All of the places uh, that that I'm aware, with the, with a couple of exceptions, uh, the va- I mean, ninety eight percent of the senior care communities, they did everything in their power to keep their staff and, and of course, ultimately, you know, their residents uh, safe uh, from from the uh, uh, from the virus. But that's a tall order. And, and they did as good of a job as could possibly be done. Uh, but, you know, so today it's just a much, much different situation, a different story. Uh, the vast majority of residents and the majority of staff in our senior care communities here in the area have been vaccinated. So it is a much, much safer living environment. Uh, So today, you know, I'm seeing a lot of families choosing to reconsider moving into a senior care community. So today there's this increased demand for all different levels and types of senior care in senior living communities just because of this COVID-19 phenomenon. You know, the normal peak demand that we usually see is January and February, and I've, t- I've covered this many times on the program, uh, but that peak has been altered. <laughs> so the year uh, 2020 is the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> it, it just, it's, it's permanently altered so many things. Uh, but this year, that peak demand, it just slides down the calendar just a little ways it's been delayed and i expect that peak demand it's already popping right now uh that peak demand from april through june or maybe even july because there's so many people again sitting on the sidelines we're going to stay home and then we'll reconsider moving to you know independent living assisted living residential care home plus intermediate care facility and long-term care communities Uh, we'll, we'll consider moving when it's safer to do so and right now that is the time. So that's why we're seeing this. So let's talk. We're going to talk a lot about assisted living today. So just wanted to define the assisted living level of care. And if I had a graphic, uh, uh, Sean, our awesome producer, I always tell him, Sean, you know, we need to be on television because I have some killer graphics <laughs> for this stuff that I think makes it a lot easier uh, to, to understand. But um, um, so if you look at the graphic on the left side, you have independent living. And on the right side, you have long-term care. A lot of people still refer to that as a nursing home. But there's a very wide center lane, and that is where assisted living is. And it's wide for a reason. I'll explain that. But assisted living is a social model designed to help you with those daily activities. Uh, It is not, not a medical model. That's one thing that I think a lot of people get tripped up on. It's not a medical model. Uh, It is a a design that can help you uh, with your activities of daily living. So again, a social model helping you with those ADLs. And if you ever hear that term or that, uh, that acronym or that 
that abbreviation ADL, that's just industry lingo for activities of daily living. So they can help you minimally or fully with your dressing, showering or bathing, grooming and and using the toilet. So these are things that, you know, most of us for the majority of our our lives, we kind of take these things for granted. But at some point, you may need some help with these things. Maybe, and you don't need help with everything, you know, possibly. Maybe you can get dressed, but you just need a little bit of help with your showering or uh, or, or your toileting or whatever the case may be. Maybe you need help with everything. Uh, they provide all meals, snacks, and hydration, uh, so they have that covered. Uh, they have a full slate of activities uh, so that, you know, socialization is, a, I think, many times a grossly undervalued factor uh, in this uh, in this decision to move or not move. Uh, a lot of times uh, socialization could just really change a person and, and just really improve their quality of life in such a major way. And I think a lot of people discount that or don't really fully understand that or really expect it. So a uh, full slate of activities for socialization opportunities and, and getting involved with some hobbies and things that you're interested in, trying to improve the quality of life. And then they also uh, distribute your medication. So uh, that is really, really important. And the older you get, uh, the more important the timing is of some of these medications. Uh, and, and so it's really important to get the proper medication and to get them on time and in, on a, in a timely manner. So there are physicians that will come to see you in the assisted living community, essentially making house calls. So you don't even have to go out uh, for many of your doctor's appointments, uh, but there's also transportation to and from doctor's appointments if you do need to go out to see uh, a different doctor, maybe see a specialist, etc. And then also that transportation is available for outside activities, external activities. Uh, and they can help you with incontinence management uh, so if you're if you're incontinent, uh, they can help you with that incontinence management to a point, to a point. And and there's a there's a big uh, a big difference. Some places uh, will help minimally. Some places will help quite a bit more. Uh, but up to a point, they can help with incontinence management. And then every place can help and offer what's called a one person transfer. And what that means is, uh, you know, maybe you need a little bit of help getting uh, out of bed and to your walker. And uh, you you might be able to do it, but, you, you know, you may feel a little wobbly. Maybe you don't ha quite have enough strength to get that done. So if one staff person can help you from point A to point B, okay, that's what's called a one-person transfer, maybe uh, on and off the toilet, in and out of the shower, uh, in and out of your wheelchair, out of your recliner and up to your walker, maybe. Uh, so you, you get the idea. So so that's a one-person transfer. And so, uh, so that is the assisted living level of care. And, uh, and, and again, just, uh, just to highlight this, it is a social model that is designed to help you with your daily activities. And so while I say, now that's not a medical model, uh, that's not to say it's not, it's not a good thing. It's a great thing. They provide a tremendous 
amount of care and support at the assisted living level of care. It's just not, uh, primarily, it's just not medically based. And I'm going to get into some more examples uh, here here in a moment uh, to uh, explain that and, and show the difference there. Uh, and then uh, coming up very soon, I'm going to talk about the pricing models. Did you know that there are three different pricing models at the assisted living level of care? I will review the pricing models, and uh, I'm going to talk about uh, the standardization uh, of the assisted living level of care and a whole lot more coming up next. But first, the Senior Care Live question of the week. Medicare will pay for your stay in an assisted living community. Is that statement true or false? Here it is again. Medicare will pay for your stay at the assisted living level of care. Is that statement true or false? The answer coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, visit SeniorCareLive.com. And don't forget you can stream this program to any electronic device at SeniorCareLive.com and through the app Odyssey.com. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y.com. All right, back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. Medicare will pay for your stay in an assisted living community. Is that statement true or false? And the answer is... False. The answer is false. Medicare will not pay for one single penny of your stay at the assisted living level of care. And coming up sometime uh, very soon, I hope to have a Medicare expert on the program and we can unpack what Medicare will and will not pay for. But I can tell you with 100% certainty, it will not pay for a single penny of your stay at the assisted living level of care. Okay, so we are focusing on assisted living today, and I'm going to review the pricing models. And there are three pricing models. You may, may or may not have known that. Uh, the first one is probably the most common pricing model out there, and it's a base charge plus a level of care charge. So there could be a base charge of, say, uh, $3,200, and that pays for you know all the basics. And then you have levels of care on top of that. It could be you know, three levels of care, maybe up to you know, four or five different levels of care, depending on uh, how, how fancy they get <laughs> on this model. So if you require very little care, the cost will be less than if you require a lot of care. So with this model, you pay for the level of care that you receive. And uh, and they have points. And you if you need help with certain things, they add up those points. And if they fall into level one, then that's the charge over and above the base, level two, three, four, and five. So uh, pretty straightforward and probably the most common one out there in the marketplace today. And then the next one is a base charge plus a la carte. 
Now, this one gets a little tricky, and most of my clients just do not love this one. <laughs> so you have your base charge, say the 3200 and then you get separate charges for every single time that they help you with literally anything. So separate charges for helping you to a shower on Tuesday uh, or getting dressed on Thursday and Friday or distribute, distributing your medication. And that could be even broken down into distributing one to three medications, four to six medications, seven to 10 medications with different charges. So uh, it gets uh, very detailed if you need help getting to and from the dining room, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I've been told by a lot of people, they feel like uh, it's just, it's a little bit of a kind of a nickeled and dimed kind of a situation with this approach. And uh, I've had people tell me every month it's kind of an adventure to open your invoice and you kind of have to cringe at this long list and then they have to uh, kind of figure out, well, did they really help here and there? And it leads to calling the the, the billing manager to argue about different charges. And uh, uh, so I, I understand why they have this. They want to bill you for literally exactly what you use and what you require. So they're trying to be accurate, but in the meantime, um, a, a lot of people don't like all the detail. And I think the level of care uh, charges like one through five, is probably a lot more palatable. And I think that's why most, most places go with them. And then that third model, which is, this is the one that I personally prefer, uh, just my personal opinion, flat fee per month. And this model uh, is one of my clients, uh, you know, most, most of my clients, I think, uh, seem to enjoy this one the most. There's a flat charge every single month, and that's it. So it might be uh, instead of the $3,200 plus, you know, the different levels of care or the a la carte, et cetera, you know, the, the charge might be $5,500 a month. And then you come in, you need a little bit of help, it's $5,500. You need a lot of help, it's 5,500 bucks. And, and it just, it doesn't change. Uh, and there are no, uh, no guesses, very easy to budget, very predictable, et cetera, et cetera. And a lot of, a lot of places are starting to go to that now um, because I think it's easier uh, in, the, on the, in the billing uh, office as well. So anyway, uh, that's, that's that third one. Uh, most places have what's called a community fee and that community fee could be, it's upfront one time. Uh, that could be anywhere from uh, $1,000 to maybe $3,000. I think I ran into one the other day that was $3,500, but most of them are $1,000 to $3,000. It's a one-time non-refundable fee to help out with community upgrades, landscaping, common area maintenance, etc. So, you know, some places don't have a community fee at all but most places do. And don't confuse uh, a community fee with an entrance fee or what some people describe as a buy-in. That, that's not it at all. This is a, a much smaller entrance fee could be 180000 to $600,000 with 90% returned upon uh, if you should choose to move or returned to your state upon your death. That, and that's in independent living, when you're moving into a, con a continuing care retirement community, we won't get into any of that today, uh, but that is, this community fee is not that, okay? Uh, so don't, don't confuse those two. Uh, assisted living is not a standardized model like long-term care is. So, you know, if you look at long-term care, and again, a lot of people re still refer to that as a nursing home, it's very standardized and they all offer about the same thing. Now, let me say this about this. <laughs> there are some places that deliver 
much better than some other places. Uh, and, and, and I'll just leave that there. Uh, but, uh, it, but, but, but they're all, they're all very standardized. Assisted living is not. There is a lot of leeway where uh, any particular community can offer anything from you know, very little support all the way up to a tremendous amount of support approaching that long-term care level and everything in between. So that's why in graphic form, that assisted living lane is very wide because some of them lean way over toward independent living. Some places, uh, some assisted living communities may be a little bit of a glorified independent living community, but that's what they're going for. That's kind of their marketing, their approach and what they want. Uh, Some places approach nursing home level of care. And they're bending over backwards uh, to make sure they can hold on to their residents there and everything in between. So that that makes it tough uh, when you're out in the out in the market trying to find a, a, an assisted living community. It's not a standardized model. And then expect to hear conflicting information from community to community. And that's because, again, one community might offer a, a certain amount of help. Another might offer a lot of help. And so uh, uh, you should expect to hear conflicting information. And then uh, just just be uh, very uh, uh, aware of the dreaded over-promise and under-deliver statement that may be made uh, by some representatives. Now, uh, uh, there are, I would say most of the representatives do a great job, but, but some of them, uh, oh boy, they'll say something to the effect like there's an, we're an age-in-place community and we can care for your loved one for their entire life until they can't. So in a study that I like, it found that 59% of all assisted living residents required a higher level of care during their stay. So the statement of we can provide uh, your loved one uh, and we can provide care for life, that's true and correct 41% of the time, but 59% of the time it falls into overpromise and underdeliver. Now, uh, I think the majority of our local assisted living communities do a much better job than this study reports. It's a national uh, report. So uh, I think in our area, I don't think we're anywhere close to 59%, uh, but they do discharge residents every day, and you should be aware of some of the reasons why you could get a discharge notice, and I'll review those reasons shortly. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, visit SeniorCareLive.com. Don't forget to check out our podcast of all of the recent episodes, again, at SeniorCareLive.com. We have thousands of people who listen to the podcast after the fact, so feel uh, uh, feel free to help yourself. All right, so we're talking about assisted living today, the assisted living level of care. It's an excellent level of care. They provide a tremendous amount of support. Uh, and I just, I don't want to sound negative. So let me just say that I'm a huge fan of assisted living. I mean, thousands and thousands of people move into the assisted living level of care every single month. Uh, but I also want to warn you 
about uh, some issues, and I'm going to go through uh, some of the top issues that could trigger that that discharge. Again, according to that that national uh, report, a national study, it says 59% of assisted living residents will have to uh, discharge and move up to that next level of care, which would be the long-term care, nursing home level of care. Uh, I think that percentage in our area is much lower, but it does happen. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. So because the assisted living level of care is not a standardized model, and many assisted living residents have to discharge to a higher level of care, uh, there's just a lot of conflicting information in the marketplace. I just want to review, again, some of those common issues that will result in you receiving a discharge letter from your assisted living community. So here's a list of common issues that will trigger or could trigger the 30-day discharge. So number one, becoming a two-person transfer. So I mentioned that earlier. Uh, All places can provide that one-person transfer, but if uh, the resident should be uh, weakened uh, to the point to where they require two staff to help them move from point A to point B, then that that's going to do it. The vast majority, now some, now as soon as I say this, some places can offer a two-person transfer, but the vast majority of places do not offer a two-person transfer at that assisted living level. Uh, so, you know, I mean, I had a call uh, from a, a very nice family. They were upset to receive their 30-day discharge notice, uh, and they, they were not told of any transfer limitations. And it, what, frankly, most of the time, you didn't ask the right questions, and they didn't explain their limitations. And it's kind of that perfect storm of, again, just not knowing the right questions to ask. They didn't volunteer it. And boom, now we have a discharge. We have a very upset family, and uh, and that's what happens. So again, with senior care consulting, this is not an issue because at senior care consulting, we won't let you make that mistake. We will explain all of this to you, and then you will have the option of choosing, you know, going one path versus another path. So becoming a two-person transfer, uh, that could definitely do it. Uh, Requiring too much care. So the staffing model has limitations at most assisted living communities, and if you need more care than they can offer, boom, you're out. It's just that simple. And remember, I said it's not a standardized model, so some places are pretty light on the staffing. And then some places uh, staff just about like you would see at that long-term care level. Uh, so, you know, I, I think the, the much, much better staffing uh, ratio is going to be about one to five, maybe six. Uh, it's very common to see one to eight to 10 and maybe overnight, even as high as one to 15. That's, that's pretty low. So uh, so it, you, you want you want the better staffing uh, rates, uh, ratios. And guess what senior care consulting does for our clients? We calculate the exact staffing ratios. It is a very black and white number. Uh, it's very objective, and then that is a data point for you to compare and contrast and know and understand. So, uh, again, requiring too much care, and it's uh, usually a function of that staffing model. Uh, the next one, incontinence care. Incontinence care is becoming more and more necessary uh, for, you know, as as we age and we lose control, uh, usually of our bladders, but it, it, it could be both bladder and bowel uh, incontinence. And uh, in most places can help with incontinence management 
at least minimally and, and to a point. Okay, but they will discharge you if too much incontinence care is needed. And again, this is about helping you with those activities of daily living, and incontinence care is is part of that, or could be part of that. But all of these places, remember, it's not a standardized model. Some very light care, some very heavy care, and some in the middle. But that could cause or trigger the discharge. That could do it. And then if you should need what's called a low air loss mattress to prevent any wound, uh, wound care, you know, wound issues or skin breakdown, uh, that, that could do it. And a lot of times that's for someone who is, you know, in bed a lot and, uh, and you have those pressure points and that could lead to a skin breakdown issue. So if you need a low air loss mattress, uh, that could, that could fall into that medical category and get you discharged. Uh, or if your loved one needs medical care, such as wound care, compression wraps for lymphedema or, you know, swelling uh, of your limbs, uh, maybe they require a mechanical lift, uh, which is, uh, would be a mechanical way of providing that two person transfer, uh, a tube feeding or IV therapy, all all those things would fall into that medical category, and that will definitely get you a discharge uh, from, uh, I would say all of those would get you a discharge from assisted living or, or, or the vast majority of assisted living communities that I'm aware of. Uh, if your loved one requires pain management, that's more than they can handle. Uh, if it's an oral medication, that's that's no worries at all. But if you're starting to get into applying pain patches, if you're having injections for pain management uh, or managing a pain pump or an implanted pain pump, that is way over uh, what you can expect uh, from the vast majority of assisted living communities that falls into the medical category, and that's uh, uh, that's going to do it. Uh, it could be as simple as just needing uh, diabetic management with insulin injections. Uh, now, most assisted living communities are not going to be able to handle that. Now, some of them can do that and they're willing to they're willing to do that but again it's a function of staffing and the majority of them are not going to be able to do that now if you could live in assisted living and you can do your own insulin injections and show that you can manage that properly then that's okay but if you need them to do that that's a much much different issue and it could be a problem and lead to a discharge if someone needs help eating food or needing a, a really specialized diet or uh, a diet that's pureed or, or some other you know highly specialized diet, that could lead to a discharge. And then all assisted living communities care for uh, residents with cognitive issues, cognitive impairment, maybe early Alzheimer's, mild dementia, uh, et cetera. But if, if you, and if you contact one, they're going to say, well, oh, yeah, well, we offer memory care even if they don't have a separate or dedicated memory care neighborhood. Okay, so this gets into uh, a lot of phone calls that I receive uh, in people asking senior care consulting to help them find uh, another place because they're getting discharged. So again, all, all of them care for cognitively impaired residents. However, when the memory issues exceed their limits, you, you're seeing a kind of a common theme here, you will be asked to move. So, for example, your loved one is doing well in an assisted living community. and Everything's going fine for a long time. 
and then you'll see a decline in your loved one. Uh, it, it, so their their dementia, their Alzheimer's, it has advanced, and now they are wandering. So wandering, just just walking around, checking things out, uh, and now they're considered what's called in the industry an elopement risk. Uh, so that's uh, that, just just think of that as like a flight risk. Someone who may you know leave the building and put themselves in harm's way. Uh, so most assisted living communities have what's called a wonder guard system to help with this. It's a little transmitter on a watch type of a bracelet. It sets off an alarm if a resident gets too close to an exit, uh, an exit door. Uh, so then someone can kind of help, you know, guide them into a different direction and not let them walk outside. And again, you know, zero degrees, a hundred degrees, it put themselves in harm's way. Uh, it can be a great tool to prevent your loved one from leaving the building. Uh, and, and, and again, placing themselves in harm's way. However, if your loved one is setting off the alarm you know, too too many times per day, uh, and, and it's just becoming a major issue, they will discharge your loved one because the facility can no longer. Here's the quote: "Can no we can no longer meet their needs of the resident." Okay, so uh, so that could be an issue. Uh, if the assisted living community has a memory care neighborhood. On the other hand, your loved one can just be transferred to that part of the building, and that will usually take care of the issue. So, uh, so it, it, if you choose an assisted living community that does not have memory care, that's that specialized care, it's separate part of the building, um, and, and we've talked about that quite a few times before. If they don't have that, uh, then then you could you you may have to move. Okay, so uh, so that that's the long and the short of that. I'm going to have uh, a whole lot more coming up next, but first, I think it's time for a laugh. Okay, here's one. <laughs> if my body was a car. I would trade it in for a new model because every time I cough or sneeze, my radiator leaks and my exhaust backfires. <laughs> okay. And then instead of the John, I call my bathroom the gym. That way it sounds better when I say I go to the gym first thing every morning. <laughs> all right how about it <laughs> that kind of cracks me up <laughs> all right gonna have a whole lot more coming up next you're listening to senior care live on the senior care broadcasting network for more information call now toll free 1-800-331-6445 operators are standing by 1-800-331-6445 i'll be right back welcome back you're listening to senior care live on the senior care broadcasting network for more information, visit SeniorCareLive.com. All right, so the focus today is the assisted living level of care. And, oh, my goodness, we've covered a lot of ground. And now I'm, uh, I'm just providing our listeners a heads up for you and your family. If you're looking at assisted living or considering that, uh, there are a lot of reasons or a lot of things that could uh, 
result in being discharged from assisted living. And I just think everyone should understand these things because sometimes, frankly, they're, they're just not covered so um, or, or not explained very thoroughly. And a lot of places do a great job and they do explain this, but this is, uh, this is just a great FYI uh, for our listeners. So remember that the assisted living, when I say an assisted living community, that is a, a level of care and memory care is a type of care. So just to put a bow on, on that last part of last, right before the giggle of the day, how about that? <laughs> um, so, so, so memory care is a special type of care that can be offered at the assisted living level of care, which is a social model where people need help with bathing, dressing, grooming, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, so, so the bottom line is uh, just, just remember that uh, at, that memory care can be offered at different levels of care and uh, assisted living is certainly offered at that level of care for sure. Okay. If you run out of money at the, in an assisted living community, you'll get discharged and that period, that's it. Now the vast majority of assisted living communities are private pay only. Uh, Now, as with everything, you always have a few exceptions, and there are a few exceptions. There are a few assisted living communities that will work with the Medicaid program. And uh, my firm, Senior Care Consulting, we've helped a lot of folks uh, find uh, a, a very specific type of uh, assisted living community that will work with the Medicaid program. But look, the, I would say 95% of the market is private pay only. Even if you've lived there for years and years and years, the minute you run out of money, you will be discharged and that you need to understand that. Uh, if your loved one is falling too much and they're becoming kind of unsteady on their feet and they have a lot of falls, uh, it's a big risk, uh, frankly, for the assisted living community and that, uh, that could easily result in a discharge. Uh, and then uh, if your loved one has any negative behaviors, and I put behaviors kind of in quotes, uh, they could be and probably will be discharged. So it it could be too much wandering. I mentioned wandering earlier, just wandering in and out of other resident rooms, wandering around the building, uh, trying to walk outside and maybe, again, unintentionally put yourself in harm's way. Uh, So it could be foul language or inappropriate language. uh, And that's, that's, that's a problem that that could get you kicked out of there and probably will. Uh, it could be inappropriate sexual advances, and uh, and the, these last two, they're they're um, most of these are at, frankly they're they're connected with dementia or Alzheimer's, so with cognitive issues. Uh, but but it's a major issue. Uh, inappropriate sexual advances, uh, that is no bueno. Uh, that will get you a one way ticket out of there real fast, and you're probably not going to get a thirty day notice on that. It's going to be much sooner. Uh, it could be uh, aggressive or combative behavior. Uh, hallucinations where you're seeing things that aren't there and just really you're just being very very disruptive and god bless these people Uh, it's the disease uh, not them but it it is an issue and that could get you discharged okay so what can you do to help extend your stay and maximize your stay at your chosen assisted living community number one ask the right questions about their limitations and understand what you're getting into and how much care they actually provide because again it's not a standardized model and it's this is all over the board so you just absolutely have to ask the right questions because frankly a lot of times they they may or may not explain their limitations to you 
Okay. Uh, number two, if your loved one has memory related issues, make sure, and I would say make darn sure that you choose a place that provides memory care, offering a separate memory care neighborhood. If that increased, uh, if that increased care is needed and, and you need that specialized type of care for cognitively impaired residents. So, uh, so just make sure that they have memory care. Well, oh, oh, oh yeah, we, we offer memory care. Well, again, you have to ask the right questions to understand exactly what they provide. Number three, you might consider choosing an assisted living community that is connected to the long-term care level of care. So if your loved one needs that medical level of care, they can easily transition to that level uh, without being discharged and being completely disrupted. You could just move down the hall or across the, you know, across the lawn in a different part of the campus uh, and just move to that long-term care level and have that continuity. And a lot of my clients are moving that way and that that's what they want. Uh, and, and then understand the finances of it all. Do the math and calculate how long your loved one can afford to pay privately, and then ask yourself the question, are you willing to move them again one more time uh, at the time that they run out of money? So if the answer is yes, then that's fine. Nope, no worries at all. Just move them one more time. If the answer is no, then you need to choose a place that's connected to long-term care, that that long-term care level is also Medicaid-certified, you just need to plan for their needs long term. And if all of this sounds difficult, <laughs> well, frankly, that's because it is. It's very difficult. There are so many questions that you have to ask. There are so many things that you have to understand. You may or may not get a straight answer from an aggressive salesperson that needs one more admission to hit their quota to get their bonus. Okay, so the industry probably does not want me saying that, but uh, and I would say in the vast majority of the places, this is not going to be an issue. But sometimes in some places, it will be an issue and you could uh, you could pay the price for that. So that's why, again, so many people call senior care consulting and we walk you through all of this very, very simply. We make it very simple. You know, you notice I didn't say easy. This is never easy to move your loved one to a senior care community and then trust strangers to provide you know, total care, maybe the most intimate of care for your mother, your father, your grandparents, your spouse, your loved one. Uh, that, that that's a this is a big deal, and you need to know all you can know before making the decision to, to choose a place, move your loved one there, and then trust them to provide great, great care. So with Senior Care Consulting, we can help you and your family do this. And let me just say this, simply put, we know, we know the questions to ask. I, I've been a nursing home administrator and assisted living administrator in a former life. This is how I helped my own grandparents way back in 2001. I helped them. I asked the right questions. I chose the right place, the best place for them, the best fit. And uh, that turned into a service where Senior Care Consulting, we can help you and your family uh, in the same way that I helped my very own family. 
We can get you through this whole process in just a few hours, usually over a morning or an afternoon. We provide a wealth of information in a report, and all that information is at your fingertips to help you make an informed decision and know and understand the place that you're going to and have full faith and confidence in your choice. If this is resonating with you and you would like to reach out to Senior Care Consulting for a free consultation, give us a call at 913-945-2800, 913-945-2800. You could visit us online at SeniorCareConsulting.com. All right, I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. Join me next week right here for Senior Care Live.